Hump Day Quickie's Swingers Confessions is intended for mature audiences only and contains explicit language and sexual situations. This is not intended as any professional advice. Welcome to Hump Day Quickie's Swinger Confessions. Here in the sex apartment, we share our own sex-positive stories and welcome our friends to open up about their experiences in the ethically non-monogamous lifestyle. Max and Megan always felt their relationship had a little bit of the lifestyle in it. After almost 20 years, they make their way to the sex club. Four visits later, and they start dating Link and Tori. And we're back at the sex apartment. Welcoming in today, Max and Megan. Welcome, guys. Thank you. Thanks. Welcome, welcome. God, it's been a while since we had to do I that. I know. We've known you guys for a handful of months. Met you through Lincoln Tory. Mm-hmm. Before we get into that, let's start with married, dating, fucking on the side. What are we here? <laughs> <laughs> Max and I have been married for 18 years. 18 years. And we have known each other since I was 19 years old. So basically more than half my life now. He's my one and only. He's my forever. How did you guys discover the lifestyle? For us, there's a couple of aspects that got us here to this point. The first being, so we're really new. We're really new. We've only been lifestyle for eight months now. However, it's always been there. It's always been there. Max and I have had zero jealousy our whole relationship we would always be at the mall if that puts in perspective how long we've been together we would be at the mall what's a mall (laughs) except for you in minnesota with the one of america (laughs) max said that hey megan when we're retired and i'm old i'm going to take this bench out front of frederick's of hollywood And I'm just going to sit here at the mall as an 80-year-old man and watch the hot women walk in and out of Frederick's of Hollywood. And And there was a Victoria's Secrets next door, too. That's why. I missed that store, too. It was was, was the best combo. And I was like, this is my bench. This is my old man bench. I'm going to sit here the rest of my life. So that, along with, he has always flirted with my girlfriends, made innuendos of, hey, as long as you're sleeping over, you know. This has just always been part of who we are flirting outside of our marriage was never an issue because neither one of us thought anything of it because we're in this marriage by choice. Every single day, I choose him. Every single day, we could walk away. We don't have children. We could walk away from each other tomorrow pretty cleanly if we didn't choose to be married every single day. And there is no one on this planet I find more fascinating than him. We have nothing in common. (laughs) Max and I have nothing. We disagree about everything, which is why I think he is literally the most fascinating man in the whole world. (laughs) I did like to hit on your girlfriends a lot, but my my favorite line to them was, can I bounce quarters off your ass? Because it looks pretty tight. (laughs) (laughs) No. And and, and there was a lot of touching there, too. And and that was where I was going. Was there ever any acting on this? We made out with another couple once about 15 years ago. We got really drunk at a Christmas party. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah. It was just kissing. Oh, I forgot about that. But we talked about it for months. Now, we when like, you talked about it, how'd you talk about it? Because this couple was in a position of authority that we probably shouldn't have kissed them. It was my boss and his the, wife. Even better. Absolutely should have. <laughs> so, Open that door. Kick that fucking door down. Yeah. She was a super flirt, though, at work. She would come in in low-cut jeans, thongs sticking out. Bending over in front of me all day. I remember teasing. He had these amazing lips, which on a man to have big lips is very rare. I will always remember his lips for sure. But it was just a kiss. It was just it was just kissing. But it was a kiss that was like not supposed to. The dangerous aspect of that made it even sexier, right? I mean, like, yeah, agreed, agreed. So how did you guys talk about it? As a mistake. As a huge mistake. Oh, my God. How did we do? Oh, my God. I can't believe. Okay. Well, that's never going to happen again. Dear Lord. So it wasn't, oh, this <laughs> really was fucking hot. Thing? This was. Yeah. Right. Oh, no, wow. No, no. And to put that in context, before the lifestyle, never would talk about sex. To understand my insane amount of conservatism, I wouldn't talk about sex with my girlfriends. We had zero toys at home. I have never watched porn in my life prior to one year ago. Mm -hmm. Wow. We're talking extreme. It now I look at it as extreme, of course. Yeah. And I've probably only watched in my entire life, maybe a total of two hours of porn. Wow. If I had to add my entire week, I'm right about there. (laughs) (laughs) I just never, I mean, the two hours where my buddy had it at his house playing on and parties and I was like, Oh, okay. What's this? I just never really, Got into it, never watched it, still really don't ever watch it. I mean, I think the most I've ever seen it is at the club. It's just like stopping at the TV there and be like, whoa, (laughs) what's that snake doing? (laughs) Why'd she throw that toast on the floor? (laughs) How does everyone have four foot cocks? (laughs) (laughs) So you have all these girlfriends that you're heavily flirting with. Yes. Always. You said some touching. Oh, yeah. We would go dancing, grinding on them. Oh, always, always. So we love to go to nightclubs. We've always gone to nightclubs. When we were 19, he used to sneak me in with a fake ID. Now, even 20 years later, we still go to nightclubs and stay out till 3 a.m. And we are getting pizza and Taco Bell. We (laughs) are those people that never grew up. 100% dancing with my girlfriend's has never been an issue all over them. Never been an issue. He would not even blink if I danced with his guy friends. We had tons of guy friends. Yeah. We'd go out with them all the time. I don't care. And I think maybe that's part of it. Just my career has always been surrounded by men. When he first met me, I was the type of girl that only had guy friends. I really didn't have very many girlfriends. Platonic for the most part. And <laughs> <laughs> they all became my best friends afterwards. They did. They did. They soon ditched me. Max is way more fun than I am. The the jealousy has never been there. Our comment to each other all the time is do better. (laughs) She tells me that all the time. I dare you do better. (laughs) (laughs) Fair enough. (laughs) Love challenge. I'm trying. (laughs) You are out there trying. You are actively trying. Actively trying trying to find better than me. I love that, sweetheart. I don't know if it'll be possible. We have the best sex. So it's it's just, fun to try to find out though, isn't it? Right. <laughs> so the second part of how did we get here? How did we enter the lifestyle is really my insane conservatism. And then all of a sudden the deadline of, 
the age of 40 came on me like a nightmare, like a brick, like just the slamming of what 40 was and turning 40. I was not having it. I couldn't even handle the concept of turning 40. I made a decision. I was not going to be the person that I was. I started going to the gym five days a week. I got a program. I learned how to lift. I did a deadlift for the first time in my life at squats and all of the things that are common now, but I had no idea about. We'd always been to the gym, but it was a little cardio based, which is crap. And now I'm learning that lifting is how you get strong and toned. And with it came the confidence. And then all of a sudden the confidence came and then the music festivals. This kind of ties back into, we really love this EDM music. We love to dance all night. We will dance all night long. Challenge us. We will be on the dance floor for eight hours no problem. We need we, the cardio for that shit. We needed cardio. <laughs> we needed cardio, which I'm surprised. I'm discovering this in the lifestyle. A lot of people do not have the cardio. They Can cannot confirm. keep up. <laughs> they cannot keep up. They give she up. She never taps out. <laughs> <laughs> FYI. I'm like, let's fucking go. No, they drop out. They tap out. They're like, I need a break. And I'm like, no, let's <sighs> go. What are you doing? She what? wants to fuck for five hours. <laughs> That's why puffy piles are better because... (laughs) Yeah, I guess guess that's the thing. I don't know. We have yet to do any sort of group activity. Not that we're opposed, not that we have any feelings on it at all. Uh, I've referenced Orgy for at least two decades. (laughs) (laughs) At least two decades. He's been planting the seed for a long time. (laughs) That's typically why you're sleeping in your ear. but (laughs) My my long game is epic. I mean, it is... The most impatient, but patient person. (laughs) I just plant seeds, plant seeds. The confidence really, it has everything to do with it. For us, once we went to these music festivals, so we go to Miami Ultra. It's a three-day intensive, 15 hours a day, dancing your ass off. And everyone is 25 years old and everyone's naked. It's amazing. I'd go to that. They're super fun. With a chair. (laughs) We were at the door when it opened and stayed till it closed every day. Absolutely. There are bodies and dancing and they're beautiful and they're glitter and everyone is gorgeous. So many thongs. So many thongs. (laughs) Of course, now I'm 40 years old and I am... Uh, you would stick out if you weren't wearing a thong. So now I'm wearing basically pasties and a thong outdoors in the center of Miami with our friends, friends, vanilla my co- friends, my coworkers. Yeah. I'm learning that confidence is coming through and I'm like, I can do this. It's fine. They don't even see me because there's so many butt cheeks here. My butt cheeks don't matter. Everyone has butt cheeks and we're mm-hmm. all on, all of the women are out here with their butt cheeks. My butt cheeks are normal. And once that- Understatement. <laughs> it was amazing. So many butt cheeks. And that's when we go to Miami every time we're like, so many butt cheeks. So many butt cheeks. Miami oh is the God. greatest. Oh. So many butt cheeks. Here. Just a stroll along the beach. Oh, so many butt cheeks. I'm so- an ass man. so that was the first festival and then three months later we went to edc las vegas and again three days of nudity drugs sex dancing music thanks for inviting those two 20 year old girls to sleep in our trailer that i rented 
No, I drove from LA out to Vegas. They had the micro, the micro on, the micro bikinis, mm-hmm. like the tiniest, and they're 20 years old and they're beautiful. Everyone is oogling them. It's not male, female. It's just like, wow, you are gorgeous. We want to party with you. And if your butt cheeks are out and my butt cheeks mm-hmm. are out, then we can all just be open and free and happy. It was it was really the start. So all of that. And then he comes home and says, so there are these clubs. There are two clubs in our city. The first club that we went to through his research on the internet, he brings this home. He brings this concept home and says, so there are these clubs. Never heard of this concept in my life, of course. But he's seeing this confidence growing in me. I've only known about him for five or six years now. <laughs> patience, patience. Listen, people. The key so you patience. really did know about them? They were just deep in your subconscious because he's been planting the seed for the last five years. <laughs> and while we were in, while we were in Vegas in that bus, I was telling her, I'm like, oh man, I hope I don't suddenly wind up in one of these other beds. I mean, these two 20 year old girls were all partying. We all be drunk. It's gonna be so awkward when I wake up next to one of them. <laughs> What was your reaction to that? For me, that wouldn't have fazed me in the slightest. There's just been that concept that if someone else were to be in our bed, I would not ever have blinked at the concept. It was okay. Then what was your hesitation? They're vanilla. Yeah, they probably would have punched me. Yeah. (laughs) Fair enough. My hesitation was, yeah, there were 20. In the lifestyle, you know that everybody's a go. Okay, that's that's fair. That would have been I've been doing this since I was in... 1920s so for me it's always been there i get it all right you, you constantly have to remind me of that. i do and i frequently remind him so not everyone what the hell mm-hmm. yeah, i mean mm-hmm. we're fucking right. in the back of the rv and then they both came back in and you're like be quiet i'm like nope nope <laughs> not now we're in the middle she's there's like, a chance shut the fuck up we're doing this <laughs> she's, she's like stop i was like no 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 I was like, fuck that. I rented the RV. <laughs> My place? <laughs> Their problem. <laughs> I drove this some bitch from LA. <laughs> They're just here. Okay. So you introduced two possible clubs. Yes. He says, let's try this first club, which is not our current club. It was interesting. There was a lot of lurkers, a lot of single men. We met a very nice couple on the way in that went on the tour with us, and we really hung out with them the whole night. Uh, They were safe, but that was our first time being asked the question of, why are you here, and what do you want, and what are you into? These questions we had no answers for. Are you on the websites? And I'm like, what website? (laughs) I just found Sex club. There's more? What else do I have to Google? Fuck. I've only known about those for three years. (laughs) To be fair. (laughs) We didn't know what we wanted. We didn't know why we were there. We had never... And we would never. And it was. She didn't know why we were there or what we wanted. <laughs> this is you the, were still working on the seeds. <laughs> right. You know, just, just making everything comfortable. Understanding and learning what we want. That didn't come for another month after visiting that first club. Yeah, I didn't like that place. So that being said, first night at the club, you noticed there were lurkers. Did you guys do anything besides just hang out or what happened there? No. So the sexually charged environment is really fun, of course. And we understood quite quickly there was people approaching me that I was not interested in. We did enjoy talking to this other couple. They were very sweet. We ended up sitting very close to them on the couch in this sexually charged environment, watching the things and watching people do these things. 
And he did try to get a room and there was none to be had because by the time that we really were taking it all in, it was pretty packed. Then we just went and fucked in the car. Before leaving or when you got home? Before leaving. Okay. Oh, so, but that sexually charged environment, I mean, you say it so simply. I'm a simple person. It was more than that. Max and I leave the club, This even this first club, which is not ideal, but that sexually charged environment was something that I think I haven't felt in such a long time. The lurkers, they give you confidence. They're not great, but they sure as hell give you confidence because they're looking at you. They're undressing you. They are giving you that confidence in a way where they are slow walking past you. Maybe they walk in a way where they just slowly rub past your arm. The one just whispered so quietly in my ear, he said, you're beautiful and just kept walking. It was that environment that when we couldn't get a room, I just looked at Max and said, let's fucking go. I couldn't wait. We ran into that car. I ripped down his pants. I went down on him immediately. I think he drove around our city a hundred times <laughs> because <laughs> he was never getting out of that car. I could not wait to have him because my confidence was through the roof that these other men were looking at me in this way that I really felt that I hadn't been just treated in that sexual princess sort of way in such a long time. It doesn't matter how often Max tells me I'm beautiful. It doesn't matter how often he grabs my ass. It will never matter because- About every 10 minutes. (laughs) (laughs) Another feeling. (laughs) A stranger doing the exact same thing. It's some sort of perverted thrill. And I hate that it's true, but it is. And I felt it was just like, I had bacon in my pocket and I was being followed around by puppy dogs because I was like, what is going on? Why are all these dudes following me around? I'm like, all right, what is happening right now? I'm like, somebody put some bacon in my pocket. I'm like, because they're all just I'm like, man, there's so many of them here. I'm like, I'm, I'm going to the bathroom. You're on your own. I was like, call me if something happens or you need me. I'm like, I got you. He was. He was actually afraid because it was our first time at the club. He was like afraid for me to be by myself just to even go pee. He's like, I have to go. <laughs> You're small. Somebody could steal you. Put me right in the pocket. Yeah, I would say that's a fair assessment. Yeah. I could easily grab you. Throw over my shoulder. I walk out of there. So where do you go from there? Very next weekend, he says that environment was so amazing. And I mean, he made out in the end. So we, and then we got home and fucked each other crazy that night. So very next weekend, he says, so there's this other club. Let's try this other one, which is, of course, our current club and, of course, where we met you guys. The current club is just not like that. It's so many more couples and... Feel safe. It is much safer. It is it is such a different vibe. The first three times that we go to the club, our current club, each time escalated slowly of what we were willing to do and where we were willing to go. You walk in, of course, they give you the tour. You are hearing the noises and the moans and the- The smacking. (laughs) (laughs) So much smacking. So much smacking. So much smacking. (laughs) The first time that we went, we ended up in the couple's room. And the couple's room in our club is a very safe environment. You do feel like you can sit back and watch 
for me, the couple's room, I felt very much like you're, most people just stay paired up with who they brought. There isn't, in my my naive mind at least, there didn't seem to be a lot of swinging. You walked in with somebody, you fucked that person, you could watch around you, but you were with the person that you were with. Whether that person was your husband in actuality, in my mind, everybody was <laughs> husband and wife, but... Again, I'm and in naive. that room, it's it's a fair assessment for the vast majority of the time in there. So that's fair. Yeah. So that's where we were. And the first time I was wearing basically nothing because I had the first experience of knowing, okay, you just wear lingerie to these places. I feel my most confident wearing lingerie. I wish I could just wear lingerie all the time. <laughs> you can. <laughs> I don't think anyone's stopping you. I'm just... <laughs> There's something about it. We have a lot of friends now in the lifestyle. They, Some women, they say they feel silly or they feel like fake or they feel it's a costume. For me, I want all the lace and all the straps and all of that, all the heels, the high heels that, that I want to feel like I know you're staring at me. I know that you want to rip this off of me. And I know that I have that power just by walking in the room. That to me is an amazing feeling. So I'm wearing basically not the second time. So this is the, our second visit to any club. There's a lot of porn on all the TVs. So much porn. So much porn. So much porn. And so again, much. I've never seen it. So I'm like a 12 year old boy at this point. I can't look away. I'm like, oh my God, I've never oh, girl, seen girl porn. It was just a lot of interesting. I've never seen anything like this before. I'm like, this is incredible. Wow. There is porn and then there's live porn. Those two people are actually fucking on a couch and they are 10 feet away. That mind blowing, mind blowing. I, I prefer life. I think everybody prefers life. I'm not going to disagree at all. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, so interesting. It gave us so much to talk about after the first couple of times. Going back to how conservative Megadom was, it was interesting because we would have epic sex at home in our marriage. And the next day I would walk up to her and be like, oh my God, that was awesome. I came so, and she'd be like, shut up, walk away. Mm-mm. You can't talk you about it. it. Wow. You, you can't acknowledge it. I can't acknowledge what I so did. We could never even talk about the amazing sex we had in our own house the next day together <laughs> until prior to nine months ago. Wow. Correct. And it would be awesome. I'd be like, wow, we had sex seven times. <laughs> Stop talking. Walk away. Wow. <laughs> Embarrassed. Shameful. Wow. Uh, yeah, no. I can't even admit to what the things I said to you last night. I can't even admit to them. No, no, no. But now, well, I've been there, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> like Tell I didn't. Me about it. Yeah. Not say all those. I didn't things, say that. I didn't mean that. What? You but really look like you I meant agreed that. to a lot of things that I should not have agreed to. <laughs> I even said, "Are you lying?" You said, "No." <laughs> I just wanted to come. <laughs> Anyways, a little glimpse in arm. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, yeah me too. Yeah. <laughs> but now we're, we fast forwarded so far into this new lifestyle and now we're talking about other couples and sex. And I'm like, the communication aspect has been so much increased. I don't say a lot to a lot of people until I get to know you. We talk a lot at home. We're usually on the same page about finances, life, what's happening. Sex was this taboo topic. Now we're on the same page about that and having deeper conversation about what do we want to do? Who do we want to hang out with? This is super fun. I don't know. It's just, I would say helped our marriage because it just unlocked another level. It's like a cheat code. Mm-hmm. So now it's For like, sure. cool. Up, up, down, right. 
kam. Yep. So you said you had little baby steps those first three times at the new club. So we go into the couple's room and we are watching multiple. It's a very busy night. It's a Saturday night. I think it was glow night. We are watching multiple, multiple people. Everyone, this one's going down and this one and this one's writing this one. And just slowly starts putting his hand on my leg. I have a tiny little thong on, barely anything, and reaches between my legs and opens my legs up and starts fingering me right there. There was something about it that not only was I okay with it, but I could feel myself opening my legs like I wanted to show, like I wanted everyone to see, like I had zero hesitation in being part of everyone else in that room doing the same thing. There was such freedom in that. And it was yet so now looking at it, it was such a small thing to be fingered with my thong still on while hardly anyone was really looking at me. But for me, that moment was such a major step forward compared to a year before. That was huge. And that was the first step, of course. And then we go two more times. Again, we are only with each other. There is. I think the second time was the most interesting because we were in a room that had a glass wall and people were all fucking inside of there. And then it was kind of a shared room. And I started fingering you again, and you went into this other place, and then I made you come. But then we had a show, and there were people watching, and they were just sitting around, and you were just very invigorated, I'll say. You really broke loose at that point. We are, again, in the couple's room. We are watching the most beautiful blonde bombshell on this bed across the way, and him and I are both madly just fawning over her and she's with somebody they are having a great time but we are both like wow she's a 10 i am now going down on him but again i i'm also not sure of his comfort level so now here i am spread wide open for the whole room to see and i've crossed that barrier but now i don't know how comfortable he is I so I, I whipped it out but again, for sure, but I'm kind of covering you. You have your clothes on. We are not full out there. I don't know how far to push you either. I'm barely wearing anything. I'm growing and escalating, but I don't know how far you are willing to go either. So a little bit of it is bringing each other forward, little baby step, little baby step, growing, 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 each time getting to that point. Each visit, which was three weekends in a row, <laughs> wow. we just tested those boundaries ever so slightly in a way that we were very, very, very comfortable with. We realized quickly, there's no rush to this. You can go at whatever speed you want. That was our speed. And it was interesting. We went from just each other to, I guess we did some parallel play one time. That gets into the fourth visit. Okay. Proceed. <laughs> I'll go through the fourth visit. <laughs> you want to talk? Go, yeah. go. The fourth visit was interesting. It was love and bondage type night. So they had a lot of different rooms open. We got to see a lot of things we've never seen, like flogging and electrode things. <laughs> and like, exactly how <laughs> we described Kind of like crosses and like people spanking. And I was like, this is very fascinating. So um, we, we, we sat there for a while. 
did a bunch of laps and it was it was pretty packed it was it was a pretty energetic night megan was just kind of looking around she noticed a very attractive lady and kind of just walked over and commented on her shoes and said wow you have the most unique shoes those are like spikes in the back (laughs) crazy i I really am into those shoes turns out she makes those shoes yes yes she she, she made those shoes for herself and megan wasn't really looking at anything else just talking to her we started talking to her her husband the night continued we had some drinks we were just laughing joking around having casual conversation and and it was pretty good it it was interesting they were like hey you want to go back in the couple's room we ended up going back there and i thought that was interesting because there was like a large couch megan was in lingerie and it was interesting to lay down on that bed and then the other couple which happened to be tori and link Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. we met tori and link they were the most open sincere and patient people that we had met so far at that point they asked us all the typical questions of what are you into to which we had no answer we didn't know we had never done anything with anyone ever (laughs) is the answer they were so sweet to say okay that's perfectly fine that's perfectly wonderful would you want to go to the couple's room where they knew we were had been comfortable before we absolutely agreed because tori is a absolute bombshell with the most glorious eyes on the planet i sincerely loved her shoes i had zero interest in her i didn't even know who her husband was i really just liked the shoes but what i didn't know at the time that these conversations in the lifestyle can lead to other places and a lot of times you strike up a conversation to get to know somebody a little bit deeper mine was sincere about the shoes i was so naive i didn't know that i was actually opening that door but her husband turns out is glorious as well so we go into the couple's room and it ended up in a very parallel play situation, except that it was more than that. I really began to follow Tori's lead because I was so afraid of everything. Tori began going down on Link and I began going down on Max. Tori took off her clothes and I took off my clothes. Tori climbed onto Link and I climbed onto Max. Tori climbed onto Link's face and I climbed onto Max's face. Now the two of us as strong, empowered women, we are now linked arm in arm with our chests out spread open on our husband's side by side in a moment that I will not forget because I'm now understanding you are going to be my sex shaman (laughs) and you are going to lead me through this process. But after that moment, there was a point where all of a sudden I am now on my back. I am completely naked. Tori is completely naked. Link is completely naked and max is completely closed <laughs> he has all of his clothes on been there that one thing off that, that is that's missed, me in the couple's room I'm with the, you. Uh, yep. the memo yep. <laughs> i don't know how that happened sounds exactly like that yep yep, yep. i'm right there yep gotcha 
But I think Tori and Link had finished. They were both at a point that they were okay. Max realized that I was not finished. And so he had flipped me over and I'm now on my back and Max is fingering me. But now Tori's hands are on me as well. So now I have four hands on me. Poor Link at the time, he is fully naked and he wants to touch me. He is looking at me. I am looking at him in his eyes and he would like to touch me. Again, I'm so brand new to this that I've never had another man touch me. I didn't know how to give him a green light because I didn't know that I had a green light from my own husband. Mm -hmm. I didn't know that I had a green light in me to give him that green light. And he's even asking Tori, (laughs) can I touch her? And Tori is like, no, you may not. You may not come anywhere near her. Because Tori and I were very comfortable. We're okay touching each other. She was so sweet. She's like, can I touch you? Absolutely. That was incredible to have all of those hands on you. That absolutely resulted in me just coming so hard, open to an entire room of strangers. It was insane. Not only that I know that all of these strangers were watching me do this, but our new friends now are feet away from me. They're not across the room looking. They are breathing on me (laughs) and watching me do this. I mean, it didn't take long. It was so exciting. That was our fourth visit to the club. (laughs) We took a week off and thought about it and talked a lot about that different situation. And we were really into it. In this week, so you go home and you talk about this and you reconnect and you have the most amazing reconnection sex of your life with your husband talking about what did I just do? I broke all of these walls. I did all of these things that I never dreamed I could do before. This is amazing. We start talking specifically about Tori and Link, about how incredible he is. He has an absolute Adonis body and her eyes, her tits are they're they're what people write stories of. (laughs) They are the, the two of them are just an absolute 10. They're tens. And of course, we start to talk about what it would be like to be with them. And this is really the first time ever that we are talking about what would it be to sleep with somebody else? What would it be to actually have sex with someone else? It'd be sweet. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be real sweet. And then... That's usually my comments. That was your side. And then <laughs> these are how the stories go at home, just so you guys are clear. Right. Um, right. They're very, very elaborate. And then, yep. Okay. Cool. I'm down. Yeah. Sweet. All right. right. Sounds good. I want to do all this stuff. Sweet. Right. <laughs> Let me explain the Kama Sutra. That's cool. Yeah. Awesome. That. Yeah. Let's try that. I mean, it was a good week in between and then it was interesting we texted we were at a party with some friends and just hanging out and they're like hey you want to go out to dinner meet up do an escape room Room. yep like absolutely well let's go do an escape room we'll meet you out there so we went to one of the local escape rooms no we drove 90 miles an hour on the highway (laughs) to get to them as fast as possible i was there i was like 
Hold the fuck on. We're getting there. Oh my. I thought I was going to die on the way here. Just so we're clear. It drives a lot. Um, We were going places and. We were so excited to go on this date. We could not wait because we had literally envisioned them, talked about them. We had discussed every aspect of them and what happened and what could happen and what would happen and what, what if, and maybe, and oh my God. And we had talked about everything to a hundred times that by the time that they texted and said, do you want to go to an escape room? Yes. I will. Max was like, that'd be sweet. (laughs) (laughs) So, and I explained this to you guys. She never talked about sex up to nine months ago. Mm -hmm. So now it's like, now I'm reading the encyclopedia. (laughs) I went from a text message from her to an encyclopedia. So now she's all in. So it's very fascinating to hear her talk about it and walk through this journey. And I'm like, wow, we're really far away. And now we're here and it's awesome. To be fair, I used to be this person when we were 20. When we were 20, I was, we would get hotel rooms and we would fuck all night and so many stay hotel rooms. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Before we were married, when we were dating, there would be sessions of five hours of fucking and and oh my God, that was number six. And that did happen when we were young. Yeah. And yet something went away. The confidence is really what went away because my attraction to him never went away. He's always. I've always like, been a 20 year old boy. Well. <laughs> <laughs> never changed. Know the feeling. <laughs> and I've always found him to be the most fascinating person on the planet. Like I've never wanted anything else besides him. So it's not that there was anything between us that faded. It was me. It was my confidence. That nosedived and something just, I didn't feel good about myself. I didn't know all of this was okay. That was such a, it's a huge bummer for and i feel bad for the guy i mean sex so great (laughs) so much sex it's amazing but like sex maybe once a week for the last 15 years i mean talk about a long game i'm so sorry like a part of me is like i'm so and i don't watch porn either that's the weird thing i was like okay so you're always wondering but it's like two minutes i'm like well okay well we're done (laughs) (laughs) yeah you know now that i'm practiced i'm like let's go let's go (laughs) Freaking go, yeah. Now, when so, you guys talked about Tori and Link, did you talk about Tori and Link like at morning coffee or were you talking about them in the bedroom? No, we talk about them at morning coffee. Morning so coffee. So it was more of a like just it's, a conversation. Oh, it's very analytical. Okay. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. So I, this wasn't something like getting mm-mm. in the bedroom. and. So that's <laughs> interesting that you say that. As you know, we ended up dating Tori and Link exclusively for about three months. No one else was even an option. And not that he didn't want there to be an option. He wanted yeah, to go back like, to the yeah, club. Yeah, he options. wanted <laughs> to try to expand. And it was me holding him back. Because Tori and Link were the most patient, sweet, understanding, and just open to us that I would not allow us. Again, this is probably my conservatives and my ability to just kind of take baby steps that I didn't want to go back I didn't want to open more people into my circle yet. I said, okay, like I get it and we're doing this and I'm okay with it. And I'm not saying no to any other people ever because obviously I'm cool with it, but I do need to go real slow and I need you to slow your roll. I need to go at my own speed and I'll let you know when I'm ready to go elsewhere. And I'll just drop subtle hints along the way. 
way and help steer the road along to the end journey. So we go to the escape room. Tori and Link, we uh, we escaped, by the way, because we're awesome, because the four of us are awesome. Then we go for drinks at a bar next door. There is a moment where I'm like, okay, I have to use the restroom. And so I stand up and I walk away and Link says, I have to go as well. He is waiting for me as I come out. And I am just so attracted to this man, six foot something tall with this baseball ass that is insane She's and go in the other room for a little while and oh, let you guys talk about oh my god oh, this baseball ass he doesn't know that it's okay because again i have kind of not given him the green light at this point but there was no doubt in either of our minds that i wanted him when he was standing there it was just an instant pull him towards me and we kissed for the first time, which was really, I think, the signal that everyone kind of understood that we're okay because I'm the holdup. I am the roadblock in this situation. It's <laughs> clearly a go. He's flirting his ass off with Tori. Tori is, yeah, let's go. I'm always the roadblock. <laughs> I, I love him when you came back and you said you were quizzed. I just looked over. I was like, oh, we got some catching up to do. <laughs> it's go time. Yep. And then it was interesting because Megan suggested that this can work. I said, hey, you know, we live pretty close. We're we're right around the corner. Guy's interested in coming back over. Megan then said, yeah, how about we take different cars so we can get him back to our house? I'll go with Link. You go with Tori. Yeah, that works. That makes perfect sense. Link and Megan went to the car and, and went their own way. And then me and Tori went back towards our car. Let's just get this over with. Let's go. So we just started making out in the parking lot. And wow, she was a great kisser. And I was like, I'm super into this. This is, this is awesome. And I just kind of pinned her up against the car. And I'm like, yes, I just want to rub my fingers through her hair. And like, let's make out. Let's do this. It was interesting. She jumped in the car. And, you know, we started driving and then we started making out while driving. And she was very active and all of a sudden starts jumping around in the car and pulling out her tits. And I was like, okay, this, this is going to work. My hands are all over her. And at one point she knocked my shifter into neutral. I'm like, <laughs> she's not going to work. Fuck I was like, did you that. just fucking knock out my shifter? And I was like, what is happening right now? I was like, I got to put this back in drive. She popped me in neutral and I was like, yeah, I think you're going to pop it all the way off. You know? <laughs> Um, kind of had that energy the whole way home. And it really came into our house. It was interesting because we were just in different cars. So we came in and me and her went in through the elevator and then they came in. But when we were in the elevator, we were just making out the whole time. And it was just like, let's go. But now I think- knowing Link, <laughs> tell me about your drive. Our drive was actually pretty conservative. We talked and got to know each other. That was kind of our relationship the whole time the whole months that we were dating them, Link and I had great conversations. We would constantly be talking. These two were more physical. Not that we weren't physical. Of course we were physical, but they were always uh, naked fucking first. (laughs) (laughs) They were 1000% naked fucking first. I'd look over. I'm like, Oh man, what the fuck? (laughs) High five Tori. I was like, go time. (laughs) You know, Again, what, that doesn't surprise me with them either. So no. you're, you're good. I, I get it. Yep. This really started a lot of conversations between Max and I that discovering who I am. Now, Tori and Link, we have nothing in common. We are not compatible socially, politically, religiously. We do not have anything in common. Zero. Yet the connection was there again because I find them fascinating. And they were so open and sweet 
and loving. What about the epic sex? And then there's that. And there's that. And there's that. Like five hour sex sessions. It was was fantastic. (laughs) That there's that. There's that. So we have that in common. You were just about to tell me what happened that first night back when you got in the place. Okay. We came home that night and we have two couches, very much like our couch set up here that we are talking to you guys on. Link and I are together. Tori and Max are together. The women began going down on each of our men which of course is always a pretty easy way to start. start. <laughs> seems yeah. seems like that's the that's the way to start. Me and Link are together, and going down is I don't know. There, there's something entry level about it. I don't know why that seems I mean, that to was be the, the first time you had another man's dick in your mouth. For sure. That's so it was insane. just like jumped off. Yeah. And I was like, okay, we're doing this. Yeah. Yeah. And it was interesting because I was looking over. I'm like. All right, we're good to go. Kind of tapped on Tori. I was like, hold on, let me pull you up here, throw you on the couch, and let's go. And then we just started fucking right there. Yeah. I was like, yeah. And then I remember you looking over, like, oh, he's doing it. (laughs) We are going for this. In looking back, Tori and Link even asked us, I'm surprised that you guys went full swap that quickly. Right. One parallel play to full swap. They were even surprised by it. They had asked us about it. And I remember telling them, well, it's because we had visualized it. We had talked about it. We had analyzed it. You and I had already put through the full scenario of what it would be like to have them. When the time actually came, it was just going to happen. This was just what it was. There was nothing about the scenario that we hadn't already really fully worked through as far as what we were okay with. Gets into this discussion of boundaries. Couples discover their boundaries or make their boundaries or say what they are, say what they don't want. I'm 110% personality. We don't have a ton of boundaries. We we don't. And even that I know. I've listened to the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) That, you know, the no boundaries thing is also kind of weird. I guess it's boundaries or things we would like or not like. I mean, you know, new into it, I'm like, eh, no, I'm not comfortable with the separate room, although we got there really quick. We did get to the Um, separate room really quick. But it was just like, I like to feel safe that, you know, you're not going to be put in a spot that you're not going to like because I can easily look over and be like, nope, she doesn't like that. Better stop. Just making sure... She wasn't going to be taken advantage of. I don't think a girl's probably going to take advantage of me and do something I don't like. <laughs> Hard to find. I, I've been looking. I, I've waited patiently to find right. one that does. Eh. Still right. trying to find one that does something. I go, eh, don't do that. Right. <laughs> yeah, it, it was interesting how fast we progressed into it, but then it was great. Part of the attraction with Link, especially, is I am pretty submissive. I'm very aggressive in my everyday life. My work life, my vanilla life is very assertive. And so as many women on your podcast have said, in my bedroom, I don't like to make decisions and I do like to be told what to do. No problem. And so that is why I'm happily married. <laughs> no Link also embraced that very much. So I think this may have been the second or third time that we were together with Tori and Link. I'm on the couch and I'm riding him and he says, stop. I want you to turn around, reverse cowgirl, and I want you to watch your husband fuck my wife. It was just so incredible to have him stop me and say, no, I want you to see this. Like, I don't, I don't want you to miss this. I want you to enjoy this as much as I'm enjoying this. That was just absolutely insane to now be watching this situation. And that command as well was so incredibly hot. Do this. 
position yourself this way. It was so incredibly hot. So sometimes I think we get some information that might be a little bit too much information. Oh, sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) Especially when we're talking to and enjoying the company of friends who know friends who know friends. Yes. So what we found out (laughs) was a move that you have played on Tori, which was the turn around and watch your man fuck my woman. Yes, the very first time she got to watch Link fuck someone else was you. Yep. And within seconds of him entering you, I made her stop giving me a blowjob and immediately turn and watch so she could see what she's been waiting to see for a long time. Yes. So we kind of laughed after that comment because we were like, oh... Okay. But it was a very hot moment for them, which I know that they've talked about. So for them to take that and turn it around onto these two as it's happening, I think is fucking fantastic. Oh, and I'm not saying it's like That's a move. never yeah. been done move ever before. Not that they stole it from us or used it, but I just found it very amusing that it was something that was done while we were playing with them. And now it's also something they're doing when they're playing with other people. So I just think that it's a very fun coincidence to see how you pick up moves from other people and you pick up things that you find extremely sexy and you reuse it with somebody else and we've done that plenty of times with other people. Oh, absolutely. We were taken out on a date by the professional swingers and now use a lot of the things that we learned on that. Correct. It's the way you grow. Certain things work very well and you bring them on to the next experience to help that go as well. Yes. Moving into the episode. Yes. Megan talks about getting into the lifestyle, but looking back through their relationship prior to the lifestyle, she feels there's always been something within their relationship that felt as though this was always there. Like they were inching towards it. And I find that very interesting because I did not have that experience in my own relationship. Most definitely not. It was definitely something that kind of came out of the blue for me. But I could see how there are relationships that almost naturally progress into this. It almost seems as though that is the next natural step after they've done the dancing on each other's friends or hanging out with the girlfriends at home and having sleepovers and, you know, just pushing the boundaries a little bit every time. And then it just seems that this was their next natural step. Pushing the boundaries, like making out with the boss and his wife. Oh my gosh. Hell yes, please. It's the forbidden fruit, right? I was surprised to hear that their reaction was, oh my gosh, no, never again. We made a huge mistake. Whereas I actually thought it was going to be something that kept them going sexually for years because that's that. Do you remember that time when we kissed the boss and his wife? Or you remember that time we made out with my boss? I feel like I would have held on to that like it was gold. Like that was just the thing that was so hot and so sexy. Remember that time you got my boss to kiss you? Oh my gosh. I would love it. It seems like it took them a while to get to that point of let's use this in the bedroom. And it wasn't until they fully made that transition into the lifestyle that any of these were, ooh, that was hot. Let's talk about that sex. Because again, she wasn't talking about sex. Right. But that being said, and being a boss myself, I think it's a fantastic idea. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, you would, of course. (laughs) I also found it interesting that they have become so successful in the lifestyle, having had zero jealousy in their relationship 
leading into this. That speaks back to the point that she made early on was that it was kind of something that had always been there. If she was used to seeing him dance with her friends, if he was used to seeing her grind on his friends at the dance club, if they were used to daring their friends to kiss each other or or just kind of play games and goof off in that way. Just that next natural step becomes actually doing it, actually finding other people who follow those same non-rules or, you know, following along with them and, and wanting to do that. So it's easy to make that step. And the jealousy part is almost already taken care of because, well, A, they don't sound like very jealous people just in general, but they've already been dabbling up to this point. So they've seen some stuff. They've experienced some stuff just in small doses and with those small doses it almost prepares you to have the bigger dose and check it out and see what that's like and like you just said jealousy is the biggest hurdle yeah you talk to any couple that's struggling to get through it or just getting their feet wet one if not both is concerned of the jealousy of seeing their partner with someone else when you've already said we don't have that and knock that off the list that helps you propel very very quickly yeah For sure. Find better? I'm going to be totally honest, but I was uncomfortable. I was uncomfortable, and you can hear it in my laugh as soon as she says it, but this would be one boundary for myself that I don't know I could challenge you to. I don't know that I would have enough confidence. I don't I don't even know if it's confidence, but I guess maybe confidence in our relationship that better doesn't exist, but It's not only confidence in the relationship, it's confidence in yourself as well. Yeah, but I mean I I don't know if that's something I want to flirt with. That's not something I want to throw out there and challenge maybe also because you take challenges and you actually <laughs> try to win like all of the time. That is but, a challenge that I don't think I could win. And that is one of the reasons why I am so comfortable doing these things. I know I'm not going to find better. You are my everything. While it's fun playing around with other options, I always know my best is at home. And I know that and I feel that with our relationship, but I feel like it's a huge jump to challenge you <laughs> and say, find better. But hey, if that's what works for them, they have made that work in their relationship and that's just how they banter with each other and that's what they do. All the more power to them. That is amazing. Those are words that will never come out of my mouth. (laughs) And they're words that I just don't, I don't have that in me to say. Would you be able to say that to me? No, because I know you could. (laughs) (laughs) But I mean, having the confidence that you are my best. I mean, honestly, better people exist in the world all the time. I'm sure people can find it. But do I want to leave you for better? Do I want to find better? And then, I mean, I don't even know if that's even really the challenge, but it's more of a we fit best. But all of that, I think, really leads to the confidence that she had been building leading up to 40. Yes. My own personal confidence journey, knowing my own journey and hearing what she says, they align with each other multiple times. I think I was like 32, 33. I had a woman friend who was 42 tell me that she was trying to lose weight and that it is nothing like it was in her 30s and it is extremely difficult. And she said, whatever you do, lose all the weight you need to lose 
before you hit 40 because once you hit 40 everything becomes so much more difficult and I don't know why but I just really she didn't look bad she she didn't even look like she needed to lose weight to be honest with you but coming from her she was just being really honest and I thought that that was something I, I just took it really to heart by the time I was 36 or 37 like around there I started eating better I started working out. I started walking every night. I really focused on my body and my health. It was during those years when I was really putting all that focus into that, that I was so proud of myself and I was so proud of the changes that I was making with my body that I wanted to show it off. That now I could look in the mirror. I liked what I saw. On top of that, I know my husband liked what he saw. And then you have that desire to show it off, to be proud of it. Now, I was wasn't like wanting to show it off in the way that I wanted to go like fuck other people. I just wanted to be able to wear skimpy clothes and I wanted to be able to wear something tighter and get a compliment and know that yes, I walked past somebody and I got their attention and I knew their eyes were on me because I looked good that day. Whatever it was, but when you put that amount of work into yourself, the payoff of having that attention just seems so worth it. You know, on top of that, the age 40, I don't know what it is about the age 40 because it's not really that old. But for whatever reason, that 40 marker seems to be just this delineation between young and old all of a sudden. You want to get some of that youth back. You want to feel young again. You want to feel sexually lusted after because that's how you felt when you were younger. A lot of my journey lines up with what she's saying, although some of the different details in between are a little bit different. But I think ultimately we came to the same place and found confidence in the lifestyle because this was a place where people can look at you, where people are allowed to tell you you're beautiful, are allowed to tell you they want to fuck you. You are seen as a sexual object. And this is a place where it can be done. Whereas in vanilla life, you kind of have to catch the glances. You Mm -hmm. have to catch the people doing it. And it's not always easy to do because they're, you know, not trying to let their wives know they're checking out the lady walking (laughs) by. Right. You know, so I think when you get into the lifestyle, you are looking for that attention sexually and you know that you've put a lot of work into how you look or even a lot of work into how you feel about yourself if you do some sort of therapy or some sort of mental work, which that's a huge hurdle as well, that you're looking for the payoff. You're looking for something back from that. I want something from the outside to continue to feed me so intrinsically I can still do what I have to do to feel good about myself. The lifestyle really does that. The attention can come from somebody walking past you or somebody trying to build a connection with you. Now, speaking of that, that first time that someone who is not your husband looks at you in that sexual manner. For me, that was a friend of my husband's who started Snapchatting me. It's easy also to gain some confidence to snap a picture mm-hmm. and then be done with it. So you don't have to like stand there naked and here well, I, mean, I am. The bonus but of that picture is you could take 50 of them until you find that perfect one that you want to send. 100%. And I did a lot of that early on where, you know, I'm finding the angles, trying to work with the filters and play with things. So it was like, I don't want it to look fake, but I also don't want it to look as real as it really is either. You know, it was like I did a lot of that early on with Snapchat and it was really big for my confidence because I was able to send these moments of confidence to guys and then I would get their responses. And it, you know, was always something nice, something, you know, like, oh, 
oh yeah, you look hot, you look sexy, all the typical responses until that became like an old hat and that just wasn't the fix I needed anymore. So then you push outside of that boundary and I'm getting in-person compliments from a gentleman at work and I'm flirting with him in person at the bar after work and having that connection and feeling the electricity between the two of us that was a very sexual component there. It was very much, we were very attracted to each other. That was then beginning to be the thing that's continued to fulfill my need for some sort of confidence booster outside of myself. All of this, I have no idea. It could be completely unhealthy. I don't know. (laughs) But this is what did it for me. This is what worked for me. And this is also how the lifestyle started to play a role because it was then that I realized that I enjoyed having the flirting, enjoyed having a little bit of a chase, enjoyed having attention on me in person, no longer through social media outlet of any sort. Those steps towards the lifestyle and then once you're in the lifestyle once you're in a club and you're wearing next to nothing and you're still getting those compliments and you're still having all of that fulfilled that's where it led to so then they get into the club for that first time and hear those sex sounds Mm -hmm. And just being in the back as you see people make that first trip through and they start hearing somebody fucking on the other side of the wall. They can't see it, but they can hear it and they know what it is. And oh my God, wow, is that, are they, am I really hearing this? I mean, even now, 20 plus years into this, we still walk in the back and I hear it and I'm like, okay, let's see if there's an open door. I want to see what's going on in there. It's funny to me too, because it depends on the time in the evening, but sometimes you walk back there, it's so early, you're like, wow, really? So soon? Somebody's at it? All right. Like you almost have to see who's doing it, not for the sex reason, but to see like who has the skill to get back to a room so quickly. (laughs) Yes. They mentioned group activity. Spoiler alert, it only took them two days after this episode to uh, check that one off their list, but... That's a different story for a different day. Their first time at our club, after hearing all these noises, they make their way into the couple's room. I am astonished at how many people walk into the club with, I'm not going to do much, land in the couple's room, layers start to peel off. They take a step further than what they thought they were going to do just to get themselves moving. I feel the couple's room kind of works on multiple levels. If you walk in there at the right time and you have the right set of people, even if you're all playing with your own partner and you're just sitting on the couch kind of, you know, separated by couple and spaced out through the room, or even if there's a couple people on the beds and then a couple people watching, for whatever reason, I don't know if it's like a peer pressure thing or just a comfort level thing, but you get in there and you sit down and you start watching and it's usually very sexy. There's also porn playing in the room too so I mean you have that if nobody's playing that's another one of those like well it just seems like the next thing to do while we're Mm -hmm. in here or we have to leave and sometimes you don't want to get up and leave so you just kind of want to go with the flow and here you are getting fingered in the couple's room and you never thought it would happen but you don't feel bad about it when you leave you're like yeah I did what was supposed to happen (laughs) so fourth trip to the club she spots Tori's shoes another very similar story for us (laughs) I remember the first time you noticed Tori's shoes as well yep they make their way once again back into the couple's room yes she talks about doing something this is the first time I've heard somebody put to words what they were doing and how very specifically they were doing it she talks about how she essentially shadowed what Tori was doing so if Tori was blowing Link, she was blowing Max. If Tori was fucking Link, she was fucking Max. And she was kind of following the moves of Tori. And I felt like this was a really fantastic way to feel very comfortable for 
her and Max because they were doing no more than what Tori and Link were already doing. They weren't pushing anybody's boundaries outside of that because they were kind of doing the same things at the same time. She said she had a moment where she got to link arms with Tori while they were riding Mm -hmm. their guys. And there was that moment between each other. I really love when we do parallel play, when there is that moment for me where I can reach out and touch the girl. And sometimes it's very small. It's just a linking of fingers while we're both bent over and getting doggy style. Or sometimes it's just reaching out and brushing the other woman while she's on her man or with her man or something. Just a, hey, I'm here. Hey, this is sexy. It's just a very innocent bonding touch for me. That's what I'm doing. I have seen you reach out and grab that hand many a time. And now for some reason, all I'm picturing is the next time I'm laying down next to Link and we're playing with each other's wives. I just see him reaching out and trying to hold my hand now. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think he's going to do that. So they finish with Lincoln Tory and go home and start talking about the situation and discussing it. But not in the bedroom. Again, morning Which, coffee. Again, but this is one of those situations that I'm just blown away. Like it was not what I expected to hear. And maybe we've been doing this with the same type of couples too much (laughs) that we continue to hear, oh yeah, it was so sexy. We lived it out in the bedroom for weeks, months after that. But this was not that. This was so sexy and they had so much fun that they wanted to have a full conversation about it and discuss what their next steps will be. Where do we go from here? How How do we do this? How do we see this happening? What is going to happen when this happens? They may have even talked about where they will go if they do it at their house, if they do it at Lincoln Tory's house, if they find a hotel. You know, I'm sure they talked out what sounds to me all the logical details. And this also could be something about the non-jealousy part of their relationship that I feel we are capable of having over morning coffee conversation that is very logical, very Mm -hmm. setting the plans for the week sexually that don't happen in the bedroom and we have plenty of conversations in the bedroom but they're not at all like that but the idea of the sober next morning we've experienced this now let's unpack it Mm -hmm. is a great moment to do it you're not having that reconnecting sex talking about all these other things you could do that makes your sex even hotter and hotter and hotter where you're just saying things to build on the energy of that sexual moment it's that next morning when you've already had that reconnecting sex and you're sitting down going hey so last night when we did all this let's talk about that where do we go from here Mm-hmm. It's not trying to one up and make the game hotter. It's a logical. Hey, let's. What are we doing from here? So it's a great time to do it. Right. Oh yeah. Absolutely. I'm just saying that has not been the standard that we've that come is across. Correct. No. Yeah. Everybody wants to talk about the reconnecting moment. Right. They came in at the other angle, and a week later they get a call to go to the escape room. Lincoln Tory, escape room experts. All I could think about in the moment as they're bringing up this escape room, we have not had the opportunity to play an escape room with Lincoln Tory yet. But when we do, I promise you, I'm going to do everything I can to sabotage this and try to keep us from getting out of that escape room just because I want to add that extra challenge for them. (laughs) See, you're always the one with the challenge. Even if it means foiling their plans to get out of the escape room, you will do it. And I know they're going to listen to this and try to combat it, but now it's a bigger challenge for me. (laughs) So they escape the escape room, go to the bar, hang out, and decide to go back to Max and Megan's place. Brilliant idea, Max and Megan. Hey, let's drive separately. That way we know how to get back. 
Yes. We've never gotten to do the drive separately. We typically don't meet at one spot. We typically make the plan and somehow, some way, we're picking them up or they're picking us up. We usually meet at somebody, the sex apartment. Depending on what we're planning, but right. yes. We start off where we end up finishing. <laughs> we will typically all drive in one car. Yes. yes. But I love the idea of the separate car thing. It's kind of like a separate room, but just the foreplay. Yeah. But for bit. you, you'd probably fuck in the car anyway, so. Hey. <laughs> hey, you're not wrong. Yeah, right. <laughs> Speaking of fucking in the car or blowjobs in the car, this shifting it into neutral thing. Yes. If you're in the market for a car and you plan on having a girl give you a blowjob in the car while you're driving, look for shifters that are not somewhere placed in the middle. Yes. Shout out Elizabeth and her constant knocking my truck into neutral. <laughs> <laughs> However, it does add a little bit more fun to it. Oh, it, it now is, we're neutral. Yes. <laughs> How far will I let this coast before I go, hang on one second. <laughs> so they get back. Amazing. How quickly it goes from, okay, well, let's start with the blowjob. Oh my God, they're fucked. Well, I guess they're fucking. Let's do it. All right, we're doing this. Here we go. <laughs> Funny how quickly things just escalate from that moment. But this is the place where I would say if you're a couple who has very strong boundaries or are moving at a very slow pace or you don't want it to head in that direction that quickly, it is at those moments where things can move very quickly. So this would be a time that you would want to discuss with your partner. Okay, so when we're giving blowjobs, at what point do we cut it off? Where do we stop? And what is allowed from this point? on and what's not because this seems like the next natural best step like Mm -hmm. (laughs) podcast right now because it does seem that that would be somewhere that yes now we're fucking now we're gonna go fuck because that's what happens next typically and just as this was all stuff that they discussed in their morning coffee oh no no i right exactly they were ready for it but what i'm saying is You're right. How fast that happened. Look how fast that happened. And they were prepared for it. They wanted this to happen. They had discussed it in many ways already. And Link and Tori were already there. So that wasn't an issue. So there's no issues with them. But what I'm saying is that if you are new to the lifestyle and you're thinking that you're going to do maybe more soft swap type things or you're not ready to do full swap, this would be a point at which you may want to focus your discussion because while in a soft swap scenario, this is the turning point, right? Like you're on your knees, you're giving somebody a blowjob, they're eating you out. What happens next usually? Some sort of thing happens and you come together and now you're fucking. Like that's always the next scenario or I shouldn't say always, but that's where it leads. I would just highlight that area and say, okay, let's discuss a scenario in which fucking doesn't happen and how we go from that point and how we stop it. When the blowjob becomes too much or the oral becomes too much. Right. What is our plan to not jump to that next step if we're not ready yet? Exactly. Exactly. And let that be the discussion and let that be where you focus your energies because it's very easy that this kind of gets out of control and everybody thinks everybody's on the same page until everything's said and done. And all of a sudden it was like, I thought we were just soft swapping and now we full fucked and I don't know, you know. But like we said, in this scenario. In this scenario, everybody's They were ready and that's what they were doing. Megan brings up how in her day-to-day life she is in complete control. She is running the show. But when it comes to this moment, she wants to give up control and be told exactly what to do. Yes. And be more submissive. I, in my day-to-day life, am in full control. I am the boss. 
boss. I am running the show. There are definitely times in a lifestyle where I like to take that step back and say, all right, where are we going? What are we doing? And give that control to my partner or to my partner's partner. So you guys run the show. What are we doing? Let's see. Where's this going to go? Not often, but. I was going to say, you struggle with that. I think you want to give it up, but you definitely struggle with. The millions of things that I want to see. (laughs) Well, I mean, if we break down all of all of the idiosyncrasies that make up G, I know you like making the plans. Mm-hmm. I like I know you like to know where we are going, what time we are going. I know you like to drive when we are going. That's just a standard kind of daily thing. On top of that, when say there's group play happening, or even if it's not group play, even if it's just two couples, just us and another couple, you like to run that show to a certain extent as well. You know, oh, I want to see this happen. So you turn your partner one way, or you turn me one way, or you ask me to do something, or you ask the other people to do something that you like to see. And you very much like to direct that and kind of be, I wouldn't say controlling, but Definitely aiming things in directions that you want to see happen. Just making slight adjustments for the correct trajectory to continue. But it's all a form of control, right? It's all a form of you having a say in how things play out. I mean, that on top of probably a million other things in your personality type and all that. The idea for you to walk into a room and just relinquish control is very dazzling. And I think you want to do that. Desperately. But I don't know that you know how to do that or that even if you did that, if you would actually truly be happy. I would love to try. But as it stands now, we walk into the room and people tend to look to me towards, all right, how are we doing this? But you've played with most of these people enough that they know that you are the person to look to. So you either need to set it up ahead of time. Hey, let's make somebody else the... Orgy master, if you will. (laughs) Or the other way to get around it would be to completely relinquish your control and let the date follow somebody else's plan altogether from start to finish. They want to go to restaurant A, then they want to follow that up with hotel B. They want to drive, they want to provide the hotel and all of that. Then we follow their lead and we are just at their mercy. And however it works, it works. And I think we've been in a couple of situations that it's kind of gone that way. And I think it's worked out fantastically. Correct. Which again leads me to the, you like it a little bit, but you will not actually let it go. Fair enough. Thanks for joining us for a Hump Day Quickie. We hope this brought you some midweek excitement. If you have your own confession you'd like to share with us and our audience, please call 844-4HUMPDAY and leave us a message. Can't wait to hear your sexy stories. My stories are so much more cut and dry. (laughs) (laughs) Right? I'd be already on on month seven at this point. (laughs)